Quick and Painless Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Carter. And I am your shadow, Dylan. My shadow? Your sh- yeah, your shadow. I thought So I let off with one of your hosts. I was thinking you were going to like, I'm the other host. Nope, I'm, I'm your shadow. What the? F- which, which relates into what we're going to be talking about later. Peter Pan? Yeah, Peter Pan and Captain Hook. Peter Pan well, fought his shadow, and it was... more spe- Yeah, more specifically, uh, Hook with Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman. Okay, that's a good movie. I love that movie. It's really good. I mean, it it gets a bad rep for some reason. It does? I think By cr- who? Criti- I don't know, critics have been like, oh, it's not that good, and you know, blah, 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 blah. But I love that movie. My daughter loves that movie, too. It's, yeah, Dustin Hoffman, Robin Williams, Julia Roberts. Uh, uh, Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Yep. I was going to say John Hoskins. <laughs> no, I mean, it kind of looks similar in a way, actually, if you think about it. Oh. I could, I could see John being Smee. Totally. Yeah. John would be a great Smee. Shout out John Hoskins, a.k.a. Cheesy John. Okay, so what we've done in the past, Dylan, in the last several weeks is we've kind of had an axe to grind kicking off the episode. You know, like, oh, let's talk about Eddie Kingston and John Moxley, but let's wait. <laughs> but let's talk about Raw and Let's talk about first. other shit first. Yeah. Not this week. We're kicking, we're, we're, we're diving into it. We, I, I, based on text messages I've received from you in the last 24 hours... You mm-hmm. have an axe to grind. And I possibly might have an axe that needs to be sharpened. Yeah. And so we will uh we'll get right into that. But first <laughs> Everybody's favorite segment. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey now, what you drinking? That's the name of the segment. I like it. We need like a nice little jingle to go along with it too. I will work on that. And then okay. it'll it'll just be an obnoxious overlay of me saying, "Hey now, what you drinking?" Okay, that's hey, yeah. we're onto something there. So it, I'll it's a, it's a start. I'll kick it to you. What you? Hey now, what you drinking? <laughs> um, well, it's back. Lacroix is back. Oh no! Yeah, this time it's what is it? Raz cranberry. A spots of Crocs. Naturally essenced. Right. Yeah. Which I, I like the, I think I had like raspberry last week. Okay. Like what do you have now? Better. Cran Raz? Uh, Raz cranberry. Raz cran. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which, it's okay. You ever seen the movie The Departed? No. Well, all right then. Moving on. Yeah, moving on from The Departed. Um, (laughs) Let's depart from that reference. Yep, and let's hook right into the other drink that I have. See what I did there? I I referenced Hook hook that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, you you did The Departed thing, and then I brought it back around with Hook. I like it. So, yeah. So far, we've used 14 words in this whole podcast. Let's just keep using the same ones. All right, Hook. I'm hooked. 
departed. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Uh, the other drink that I have is a Bush Light. Bush. Bush. Nectar of the gods. Light. Okay. Have you ever, have have you ever watched those? that? Uh, no, I'm not mixing. What them. the hell? <laughs> what is it? Just like a, we had a this discussion chasing? last week. I know. Is it just one sip, one sip, two? No, I haven't even opened the bush light yet. So what is it? You hydrate with the with the Crocs? Yeah, I drink a full cran, a full cran, a full, a full, a full, a full, a full I eat crayons, Crocs, and then I drink my bush. <laughs> yep. I I razz it, then I bush it. <laughs> okay. No, I I drink the Lacrocs first, and then when we start getting like more in depth, yeah, into what we're talking about, that's that's when the bush comes out. I have a completely different strategy. Okay, start drinking at heavily seven <laughs> at the beginning, <laughs> seven ish. Try right to hit when my I'm changing stride. the baby's diaper. <laughs> Try to hit my stride. Come by the time you call me. Yeah, and then just keep going. So. Just keep your foot on the gas and don't it's, let up. It's similar, but different. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and I'm just doing the old trusty Jack and Diet again. Okay. How many part? How many parts? How many parts? Any Holy how smokes! Many parts? So many parts because I didn't want to just I didn't want to just bring like a little cocktail glass. So um, I filled up like a 32 ounce cup uh, God. of ice. Yeah. So there's three parts. So one part is ice. And then, you know, the other parts are whiskey and diet. Diet Coke. Gotcha. Well, yeah. Why the Diet Coke? Why not go with, like, regular Coke or RC Cola? Because, man. Why, I mean, I have all that sugar. Yeah. No. No, Dude, have you, you seen, mean, especially lately, like nowadays, when we were kids, they didn't have, first of all, they used they used cane sugar, like natural cane sugar, and mm-hmm. they didn't use as much of it. Nowadays, it's bullshit sugar, and they use, like, if you look at a can of, of freaking Mountain Dew, it's like 77 grams of sugar. That's... And? That's a lot. I think when we were kids, <laughs> it was like 35 Gs. Like, we don't... I, I could go on and on, but that's a different like, kind of podcast. Sounds like the street value of sugar has gone up over the past, <laughs> you know, 15 years. Yeah. Yeah, it's have nuts. You, have you ever drank a Pepsi, the Pepsi that uses, like, actual real sugar or cane sugar? Yeah. It tastes completely different than, like, a normal Pepsi that totally. uses. I like it better, though. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, it's like uh, Mexican Coke, mm-hmm. out of the glass. Yeah, yeah, so much better. It tastes so good. If it was that every time, I'd probably just do that. But it's not. It's well, bullshit. Wh- so I'm. I'll just go with the diet. Why don't you go get some like cane cane sugar Pepsi? What am I? A a, a some kind of man? Sugar daddy. <laughs> <laughs> sugar daddy. Is that what you think of me? <laughs> yeah. It ain't going to happen. I don't know. You seem to be an expert in it, so. Listen. Now you listen. I, all right. I have attempted to be a sugar daddy, all right? 
Yeah. But that email you gave me, that spam email you gave me, is the wrong email. It's just, I'm not getting any responses. Now I'm a cane sugar daddy. <laughs> oh, that was a callback to last week's episode. Yeah, I last week? That. Yep. Two weeks ago. I remember. It was last week. All right. Well, whatever. Yeah. You see? All right. Okay. Enough delay. Call today. Let's go. Delay so call today. So last night, or two nights ago, depending on when you listen to this, AEW, NXT, the Wednesday Night Wars was heating up. There was a lot going on in AEW, and uh, to quote a Dylan text from earlier, uh, we could potentially spend the whole show talking about AEW. There was definitely a lot going on. I mean, depending on your take of it, a lot of good things, and depending on some people's take of it too, a lot of bad things. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what side of the fence you fall on as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. So where would you like to start? I think let's just, let's come out of the gate swinging. I know you want to talk about Le Dinner Debonair. I know you do. <laughs> Jericho, MJF, steak dinner, wine, bubbly, Thelma. Dancing. Go. Thelma. Thelma or Thelma, whichever one it is. So at like 5 o'clock this morning, <laughs> I sent, I texted you the clip, and my exact text that I sent you was, um. Right. I elaborate. Uh, what does um mean? I'm still trying to figure out um. Come on, man. You gotta you've had all day to process this. I know I've had all day to process it, and I've I've watched it back like three times today. And well I think at this point you can definitely say that AEW is no longer considered a sports-like wrestling promotion, a sports-based wrestling promotion, at least in my opinion. Okay. The, the dinner segment last night between Chris Jericho and MJF First of all, I'll say they pulled off their parts very well. I mean, they played their parts to a T. From, you know, MJF just being MJF towards the waitress, being rude and, you know, doing what MJF does on a weekly basis. Yeah. Chris, Jericho did, Chris Jericho did his part, too. And they definitely did their parts very well together. They played off of each other very well. Um, so okay. So the uh, thing that I've I, seen, I, I the thing that I've seen out there in the internet land, is people saying that the segment didn't make sense. People were saying like, "Oh, so." 
that's that's the thing that they're saying is that it didn't make sense. I mean, there's I'm sure there's there's a lot. Um, yeah, there's a lot. But I've one uh-huh. thing that I've seen is someone saying um, it didn't make sense. You know, what does this mean? Is this that they've been working together this whole time, or you know, they're they're um, they're somehow uh, they have all of this. Uh, um, uh, chemistry and whatever, whatever. So do you subscribe to the belief that it didn't make sense? Well, I definitely don't subscribe to the belief that they are working together because that's not what they were trying to get across in that segment. Yeah. I I didn't even think that for a second. So I don't, I guess I don't understand how other people could think that. Yeah, I, I I don't understand how that was missed either. It seemed uh, it seemed pretty straightforward to me. It seemed like yeah. uh, basically uh, um, a musical of sorts, kind of furthering the story of they are a lot alike, you know, and they could work well together. Mm-hmm. Or could they? Because they're both dastardly heels that. You well, know. obviously, obviously, it's building up to a, you know, a blow up down the line between the two right. at some point. Right. It's obviously that's where it's going. Um, so, I think this kind of calls back to what we were talking about last week: how sometimes the need to entertain overshadows the actual concept of professional wrestling itself. Yeah. And man, boy, did they ever overshadow it this week with that segment. <laughs> they it's like a it's like a fucking solar eclipse, you know, pretty much. So so it sounds like you're on the side of you didn't want to be entertained in that in that way. Well, see, this is surprising to me because I know you're a big Jericho fan. I do like Chris Jericho. I do. I, uh, I'm so torn. If you, I don't see what the big problem is. I mean, I'm with you. You know, this is supposed to be gritty, sports-based, whatever. But let's be real. It hasn't been sports-based this entire year. The only thing that's been sports-based is the win-loss record. That's it. And, and they, they can barely keep up on and that. And they can like. barely keep up with that, and I'll give that to you. But yeah. they do still highlight it. They do still feature it. At least they haven't just ignored it and, and acted like it doesn't exist like WWE typically does. So I got to tip my hat to them on that. But that's the only thing that they've really held themselves to when it comes to a sports-based product is the win-loss product, uh, win-loss record. Everything else has been the way that it is, and that's, you do get flashes of entertainment that's outlandish and and weird and stuff like that. Like, think back to when Moxley was going to join the inner circle. You know, they had this big party and everything, and they had bottles of bubbly and they had all this stuff and it was this long like 30 minute segment it was just ridiculous only for moxley to say no with the last two minutes 
that is totally different than what we saw last night. It's I mean, not. Segment, the only seg- difference well, there is you had segments, the whole seg- you had the whole story of Mox joining or not joining rolled into one little segment in front of a lot of John Moxley and Jericho didn't break out into a song and dance routine. <laughs> no, but which it, is basically what we saw last night. It, but I mean, why wouldn't it, that make sense for MJF and Jericho to break out? In a song and dance, based on who their characters are. Why would you even have a song and dance routine on a show that's supposed to be, like, kind of, in theory, like, sports-based? I know we just got done talking about how AEW isn't necessarily, like, a sports, sports-based product, but the idea of professional wrestling itself is sports based. What were you expecting from the dibber dinner the dibber dabada? The dabada the dinner debonair. What were you expecting from it? Not a dance number. But what were you expecting? I mean, think about all the you know, segments like, Jericho know. has done in his entire I career. I know, but this was WCW this was really... included. Well, This was over the top. Uh, this was completely over the top. I disagree. I mean, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I especially enjoyed watching it with my wife in the room, and she <laughs> looked at me. She's a big oh, professional man. wrestling fan now. She no, she <laughs> she loves professional wrestling now. If they do more dance numbers, <laughs> right? Yeah, she was waiting for Elsa to show up. Um, yep. No, it was more, uh, more dancing girls, right? please. It was. Um, Oh man, I I ate it up because exactly as we've covered here is wrestling is a variety show. Period. No oh matter boy, where you go, it's a it's a variety show now. It always has <laughs> it's been. Definitely, it's, not to this level. Oh though. come on! Not to this level. I mean, dude, they had a whole dance and song choreographed. Along with the proper timing of opening up that curtain and already having dancers back there. So you didn't like 3MB? Three-man band? Yeah. They didn't do a dance number. What What about Elias's performance on Monday? Because Elias's performance on Monday. No, there's no difference. No, that's listen ridiculous. To me. Listen to me. Listen to me, real quick. You listen, listen Linda. Listen to me, real quick. No, because Elias. Well, first of all, Elias's character. That's who Elias's character is. He's like a songwriter, and what they advertise him putting on a on a putting on a performance. Chris Jericho. Sings his own theme song, and everyone knows what, it. What does that have anything to do with it? What I'm saying. What is the problem with him singing and dancing? I guess in a way, it just shows that what they're trying to do. Well, that what they're trying to do is just like all. It's all phony. It's phony. 
And I think last night, in a way, they just, you know, they obviously they went with it and they basically admitted, like, yeah, it's in a way this is this is phony. Okay. This is supposed we're gonna have like you know phony things like this on our show. I I don't know, man. I, I feel like I mean, from an entertainment value stand or an an entertainment point of view, yeah, it was entertaining. There's no doubt about it. What is it, it that you want to see? That's what I want to know because you don't want to see Jericho sing and dance. You don't want to see the Young Bucks super kick people. And you also don't want to see Moxley have a no disqualification match. Well, first of all, I, ju- I was just saying, you know, <laughs> as far as like Moxley is concerned, I think they might have overdone it, especially with him with like these hardcore no disqualification matches. And I was just saying that they need to kind of, in my opinion, bring it back a little bit just so when they finally do have like that type of match, it feels more special. Because it just kind of feels like, you know, with Moxley, they're just in a way like whoring out that stipulation in his matches. Yeah, I mean, you're you're not wrong. I was I, I was mostly just throwing that out there. <laughs> I was just busting your balls. I was mostly throwing it out there just to I really do want to know what it is you want to see. I mean, it sounds to me like you want to watch Ring of Honor. Yeah, can I watch that right now? Can we Do it. Oh, I'm all right, I'm putting it on right now. No. <laughs> Put it on. <laughs> Put it on. Um, <laughs> Spread it on. Spread it on. Uh, man, I don't know. It's just... That's... I mean... Has wrestling really gone to like this sort of variety show kind of thing now? Like, is it... Is this what... Perf- professional wrestling is nowadays where we're going to allow like a big song and dance routine in the middle of a show wrestling can be whatever it needs to be whatever it, it, it wants to be i mean dude you think like think about doink the clown i'm sure at the time was like are you serious a freaking clown A clown who wrestles. Nature Boy. Nature Boy, Buddy Rogers. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that who I want to talk about? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, but okay, Nature Boy, Buddy Rogers. He was an outlandish gimmick in his day. Mm Mm-hmm. Bruno Sammartino didn't want to work with him. Gorgeous George was, was... he was a a, a, a a version of that. George the Animal Steel. I mean, these are these outlandish characters that at the time, I mean, at the time they were outlandish. Mm-hmm. Shout out Ziggy Dice. But, you know, for people like you and me that grew up, you know, and looked back and watched that stuff, that wasn't outlandish. That's what pro wrestling was to us. So because mm-hmm. we grew up in the time that we grew up, the things that were quote outlandish you know to the vets of their time it just wasn't the case for us and the same could be said now what you're finding or or whoever else is finding as 
outlandish or crazy or whatever, that's that's pro wrestling. It can be these things. It has to evolve with the times. Otherwise, it's stale and no one gives a shit. I mean, quite frankly. So hold on. So let me get this. Let me get this straight. So last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the young bucks. <laughs> And how, you know, them going around and basically doing whatever they want by super kicking people and getting getting fined basically no makes no sense in the storyline that they're telling be, story that they're telling because technically if you were Tony Khan, you would strip them of their E V P titles, correct? Right. Because why would an EVP go around and do that to right. other fellow employees? Yeah. But you're totally fine with like this dance number? Because what but <laughs> because it why doesn't it make sense? That's I guess that's what I'm getting at is if it makes because sense, it, I don't because care. Because it obviously how... shows I mean cuz it obviously shows that it's like phony. Phony that this this thing that it's it's rehearsed it was set up and planned in advance. Like they had all this stuff set up ready to do this dance number. And yeah. I don't know, man. I, I think you're reading too far into it because think about just a normal. Reading too far into it. Yeah. Think about a normal <laughs> musical in general, like Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah, that's a musical. Yeah, I that's know. A musical. What's wrong with that's this? A music. What's wrong that's with this? Musical. Having musical elements. I'm saying. Look at it the same way you would look at a musical. You don't watch Fiddler on the Roof and be like, how do these people know these dance moves? No, I go to a musical expecting to see a musical. I don't go to a professional, watch professional wrestling to see a musical. I just don't understand. <laughs> You're okay with one, one version of choreography, meaning a match in the ring, and not yeah, but they're trying another to, version they're of choreography, meaning yeah, in at, the ring where they're at a steakhouse. The, hey, you just you just and yeah, one version of choreography in the ring where they're trying to portray it as like an actual conflict between two people or tag teams or whatever. So you saying musicals are dumb? I'm saying there's no conflict in musicals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? Have you seen Mary Poppins? <laughs> no! <laughs> By the way, have you seen the new Mary Poppins? Emily Blunt? Uh, a little bit of it. What the? F How do you see a little bit of it? Well, I started watching it and then got sidetracked with some other things and All right, didn't that, finish watching it. All right, that makes sense. So, yeah. So... So are we gonna start seeing like dance numbers and musicals and professional wrestling now? Is no. that what it's it's No. Maybe. <laughs> we just did. Do you Maybe. even <laughs> I don't even know what to say to you. I know. I don't see how you could uh, how someone could hate this. I'm not necessarily saying that I hate it. I'm just saying that professional wrestling has finally now gotten to the point where this kind of stuff is going to start being allowed. I mean, it's gotten to the point where now they're doing dance numbers. 
in the show. I mean, they've been doing that for years. Where? WCW. Who was the who was the the boy band in WCW? Three count. Three count. There you go. What was that? Evan Courageous and Shane Helms. Shane Helms and someone. And then three man yeah, band. They come out. They they come out. They didn't do a dance routine. They might as well have. And then what about the what about the BWO? <laughs> Are you talking about are you are you talking about the the one single BWO member Blue Meanie who would just sit there and just do a little dance for like maybe five seconds and that was it? I'm just talking. I'm talking about things that are realistic or believable and things that are not. I mean, again, this is that's the thing. This that segment last night wasn't believable. It was entertaining. Yes, I tell you what. Here we go. I'm going to bring it up. I'm saying it. The Undertaker conundrum. You had to do it. I had to. Because what you if Jericho struck MJF with a bolt of lightning? You'd be like, yes. It wouldn't make sense. Yes. I agree with this. <laughs> he has lightning like the Undertaker. I, ap- I approve. <laughs> if it were Anything the Undertaker. lightning is great. <laughs> you do AJ Styles, the Undertaker, in a Boneyard musical. I wouldn't be fucking surprised if that's going to happen at some point. I just don't see how you have a problem with this. I, I mean, it just blows my mind. Because like, it's, like, it's a choreographed dance number. It's a choreographed dance number breaking out in the middle of a professional wrestling show. Dude, boil pro wrestling down to its simplest terms. Grown men in their underwear. Fighting. Rolling around. Not dancing. Most of them are on have baby oil all over them but they're not singing off key I, oh yeah have they, if, that's that's where we draw the line they can do all that but if they sing i'm yeah. out Fuck they have to sing this. like they have to sing like an angel for me to approve <laughs> you sound ridiculous sir it's just i Like I said, it was entertaining, of course. And if you like that thing, that's great. Good for you. I mean, <laughs> but for me, I just, I don't know. I feel like this is just this know. is just classic cognitive dissonance for you. You have lived your whole life believing something was one thing, only to find out it's something <laughs> believing else. Believing that professional wrestling was real until last night? <laughs> yeah. You just found out Santa Claus isn't real. Uh, it took a dance number for me to lose That's my what it was. You were like, you are no longer the Ayatollah. Like it's, it's no longer professional wrestling. Oh, God. You know, an AEW is no longer an alternative to WWE. Why? Because WWE doesn't have dance monitors? Is that what you're saying? No, because AEW is going into this like more entertainment territory that WWE is mm. with the with the dance numbers and you know all the other stuff on there that they have well like it's not it's not an alternative it's not like a true alternative it's it's basically like a different version of WWE well I can promise you <clears throat> at full gear 
with Eddie Kingston versus John Moxley in an. It doesn't I matter. Match. I saw. It doesn't matter. I saw a fucking dance routine on AEW. So everything else that's going to happen. It do, it doesn't matter anymore. Oh it doesn't God. Matter. Oh great! Well, you heard it here first, it, folks. It, it this is matter. this is no longer a wrestling podcast. No, it's it's a the quick and painless variety show podcast. <laughs> so where we cover musicals, we cover musicals, movies, music. Actors. You know, you ever seen Major League Two? <laughs> yes, I have. Where who is that? Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid is the uh, hardcore fan. And yeah, then uh, the, dude, the dude in the crowd. Yep. And then he halfway through he gets all pissed off and he he defects. He's like, I I'm not in this. I don't like this team anymore because they suck. It's the vile thing. Yeah, yeah, that's you. You're Randy <laughs> I'm, Quaid. I'm the vile thing. <laughs> <laughs> you are Randy Quaid. Uh, the joke thing. They'll rip out your heart and. Whatever. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. You're Randy Quaid. I don't know. What I was going to say, because my attempt there was, uh, that's what we like to call in the entertainment business, I know you're not hip on entertainment, but I'm just going to bring you up to speed here. A segue. Please do. Please do. Segue. Kingston, Moxley. Boom. What did you think of their promos? I mean, it, it wasn't no dance routine, but... Holy fuck. Can we get off of this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, honestly, uh, Moxley gave a great promo, and he gave good reason um, for him to do what he's going to do in the I Quit match. He talked about their history, how he considered Eddie Kingston, you know almost like a brother coming up together and how he talked about how he shouldn't, you know, nobody should whatever, because I don't know what I'm flustered. I'm flustered. Holy right smoke. Now, so I'm flustered. Oh my right God. Now. Do you need to take <laughs> yeah. a break? I need another drink of La Crocs. That's what I need. <laughs> yeah. That's going to do it. Maybe that's <laughs> the problem. That'll settle me down. Oh my God. <laughs> All them perfumes in La Crocs. Maybe I'll open up this bush light and I'll fucking break out into a dance routine. I so. doubt it. <laughs> if you open a bush light, you'll probably wrestle a bear. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, why are we giving bush light all this free advertising? You know, we've got friend of the show, Bradley Prescott IV, who is proudly sponsored by Natural Light. Mm-hmm. Why the F aren't you buying Natural Light and supporting his cause? Well, Bush Light is what I had at the moment. So uh, You know, there's a way you can change what you have. And you know how you do that? You go buy something else. Well, when I run out of this, I will definitely go buy something else. Or, what, you a, know what? Since, what a glowing endorsement that was. <laughs> you know, since he's such a good friend of the show, shouldn't he be sending some of that stuff our way? No. What do you mean, no? <laughs> he is an independent wrestler. All right? Support independent wrestlers. Sponsored by Natural Light. So? So he, you know he's getting all kinds of stuff. I mean, I don't know that. 
I just want him to say. Can we call him right now and ask him? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know how to do that on what we what we got going here, but we should do that. Okay. Let's figure that out and let's do that. Just like completely surprise him. Well, we have the one year episode coming up in December. In December, one year. Mm -hmm. That's when we'll do it. Um, So. No, honestly, they they both. Moxley and Kingston both gave great promos, as they usually do, you know, and they took it seriously. Oh, my God. Maybe and you need to they, mix your, your cracks. And they sounded like they were going to basically just beat the hell out of each other and try to make each other say, I quit. Yeah, I mean, Kingston said, you're going to need to go to a dark place. To get me to 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 say I quit, and mm-hmm. you know let's let's not forget what we've already seen Moxley do in AEW. You know they had the barbed wire bed that he suplexed Kenny Omega on. Yep. Um, he's always ha- he's brings that barbed wire bat with him. Mm-hmm. Thumbtacks. I mean, we've seen a lot in AEW, but um. I don't know, man. Full gear is pay-per-view. You know, it won't be on TNT. Mox and Kingston have both uh, been in plenty of death matches and, um, you know, crazy death matches. Like, the casual viewer that maybe has seen barbed wire and thumbtacks before, I don't know if they are prepared for what could be done. You know, panes of glass and things like that. I don't... I don't know. I think it could get really crazy. Um, and I hope it does. Just for the sake of AEW um, and for the sake of this feud. Because I kind of want it to be something where it is so crazy that it takes Mox out of his element. You know, like maybe Mox has locked himself into who his character is right now. And this is... Uh, as the show goes. Um, and this altercation with, with Kingston breaks him out of that. And again, a call back to last episode when we were talking about the, the parallels between this feud and the Dark Knight. You know, in the Dark Knight, the Joker's talking to Batman and he says, you know, he's basically trying to, to shake him of all of that. And he says, you're going to break your one rule. You know, I'm going to get you to break your one rule. And the Batman's one rule is I won't, I don't, kill anybody right right and so his whole thing is like he wants him to break out of that and uh you know he said i'm gonna get you to break your one rule and batman says i'm considering it you know um where's the trigger (laughs) (laughs) that's dark knight rises that's i know that's dark knight rises (laughs) but i mean you gotta say that whenever you do the batman voice maybe there's plenty yeah um Speaking of that, I texted you this before we got on the phone today. Did you notice Eddie Kingston in his attire on Dynamite was wearing a bejeweled joker around his neck? I did not notice that. Yep, I noticed it uh, when he he was doing his promo. Did you send that to him? Uh, I may have messaged him, yeah. Yeah. But uh, 
<laughs> Whether I had anything to do with it or not, I don't know. You cannot say. I just, um, I don't know. It's an interesting coincidence. We'll say that. But <laughs> I'm just going to leave it right at that. But, but I think it's cool, man. Like, it's uh, everything is kind of lining up that way. It's the, I'm so into this feud. I'm, I'm hoping they do some more things over the next, uh, what, two weeks before uh, Full Gear? Yeah, because it's on, what, November 3rd, uh, I think? No, the 3rd is like a Tuesday. Is it? Yeah. I'm going to pull up my calendar right now. No, you won't. Bet you won't. I'm doing it. <laughs> oh, he's doing it. Uh, oh, maybe the 7th. 7th. That's what I was going to say, but I don't know if that yeah, was right. Yeah, maybe the 7th. Yeah. So two weeks. Um, so, two yeah, weeks I hope. Saturday, yeah. I hope. Over these next two weeks, they um, they do some things to kind of stoke that fire rather than just backstage promos. You know, they, Kingston needs sure. to do some things to provoke him. You know, in oh, person, they'll, they'll, in front of the in front of a crowd. And, yeah, they'll have an in person confrontation, at least you know something. But I'm so digging this this feud. Um, I don't know that AEW has had a feud I'm more interested in to date. You, I will agree with you on that. Yeah. It it is a very intense feud. They definitely have the proper backstory to give a lot of heaviness to it and I like it. Yeah, I really do like it. Now, speaking of feuds, we you can't talk about feuds in AEW without talking about the Young Bucks and FTR. Mhm. So first of all, okay. what'd you think of that that tag match, that five way? It was kind of all over the place. I thought. I mean, that's you know, tag scrambles are all over the place. That's kind of the point. You know, the uh, the thing I don't understand about that type of match is you can tag anyone that you would like, right? Yeah. To get it. So why would you want to tag anyone else into that match? Because that is just giving them the chance to possibly get a pin and win the match. Potentially, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of breakups, though. That's the point. It's just, yeah, there's a lot of breakups. And I guess, you know, just that concept doesn't make sense to me. Because if it was me, I'm not going to tag anybody else in. Yeah, and that's been done. That's WWF used to do tornado tag matches like that. And they had teams that would do that. Where they were like, no, nah, I'm not going to tag anybody in. And then it always blew up in their face. So... That has been demonstrated. That that concept has been demonstrated, and I and I, um, I think that's a good thing. You know, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. kind of like someone losing on a roll up, you know, or someone mm-hmm. losing on a falsy. See, this mm-hmm. can happen. So therefore, the you know fan needs to pay attention. You know what I mean? One of those things. Yeah, I mean, any kind of match like that, it's 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 going to be a little bit of a cluster. I mean, I've, I've been in matches like that, and it's it's definitely a hard match to do. Yeah. So, I mean, there is going to be some, you know, clustering going on in that, but uh, let's see. Yeah, the Young Bucks ended up winning. Indeed, they did. Um, I will say before we get onto the Young Bucks section, what do you think about mm-hmm. Alex Reynolds getting knocked the fuck out in that match? Oh my god. Did you see like who was it? Uh 
I can't remember. Marquette, uh, uh, one of the one of the pri- private party, Quinn sat or on his or... head, and he was out. Yeah. I mean, God, hopefully he's okay. He but... is. I mean, they they did they checked him up. Uh, he he went into concussion protocol and all that after the show went off air. Uh, mm-hmm. Cody came out and got to him and all that other stuff, but oh, okay, yeah. So, I I think it's kind of unfair that people are are attacking AEW over that. I will, however, say that uh, Rick Knox probably should have been more aware because I mean, dude was down for a good minute and a half. Yeah, like you got to There's a difference between selling and even if he's selling. That's your job as a ref. You got to get down there and check on him. I mean, I've done planches on a fucking indie show, and the ref's been right next to me, you know? (laughs) And like, and I was, and there was no way that it looked like I hurt myself, but the ref was right there, you know? Like, how is it that we got indie guys that are checking on people like that, but here's this contracted ref for a major organization that's not doing it? I mean, that's not, that's, that's kind of unacceptable in my book. Yeah. I mean, even even when I used to ref, I mean, every you know a couple of minutes or so, if I had the chance, I'd get down there and just ask him, "Hey, you guys okay?" You know, especially after a really big spot, totally, or you know, doing a really big move. I mean, that would be like my number one concern after something like that is just to go down there and just you know nonchalantly make sure that they're okay and that you know there's nothing else that needs to be done. Yeah. So. Well, especially. As the ref, and you're that well, not just as the ref in the ring, and witnessing that move happen, you see he gets he gets sat on. Mm-hmm. Follow up. All in all, it's a very entertaining match. I enjoyed it. Um, I was of course disappointed that the Young Bucks won, but I I get it. I get it. I get it too. I mean, who else were you honestly going to have in that position? Um, to face them at the face FTR at the pay-per-view. I mean, nobody, none of the other teams are really built up to like a quote unquote credible point. Yeah. You know, so. But I kind of thought that was going to be the point though. I thought it was going to be someone like private party that wins and FTR was going to kind of rub it in their face. Like, ah, it's us and them, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, the announcers did play up that fact that. Yep. Uh, private party did have a win over the young bucks yeah quite a bit and i think so, um do you think that they the tag match will still happen based on the after the match shenanigans it's still gonna happen you think I so mean, you don't yeah, think it's gonna be like oh matt jackson broke his leg uh do they actually announce in storyline that it's it's uh it's a broken leg no not so far okay I mean, I think it's a possibility. <clears throat> no, I think I don't think it's going to be a broken leg, but I mean, it'll be something to where he's still going to be able to make it to, you know, the pay per view and have the match with FTR. I think so too. I think they're they're looking for for pay per view buys, so they're trying to put everything they can into this show. Um, <sighs> I just don't know. Like, I just, I mean, you said it, you've said it a lot, but I, I totally, I want to echo that here. I don't know that I want to see that match right now. 
Young Bucks haven't really done anything for me to be like behind them. I mean, I like the Young Bucks. I think they're to get behind them. They've been heels for like the past couple of weeks. No, I yeah. That aside, heel face okay. doesn't matter. I'm saying in general, like I haven't really been into their matches. And I don't know if it's because there's no crowd. I really don't know. But I'm just like, mm-hmm. meh. You yeah, know, like, I've I've felt the same way too. Just, and I think it has a lot to do with how they've been portrayed lately. Yeah, I like, just, I'm not I'm not invested in them, honestly. Totally. Well, but Even also with, in watching their matches, like you know how uh, when. One night stand happened, uh, and it was John Cena versus RVD, and John Cena mm-hmm. was hitting the highlight reel, you know, shoulder tackle, shoulder tackle. Yep. Whatever. Um, and the ECW crowd started chanting, same old shit, same old shit. Mm-hmm. You know, Young Bucks are, have been doing that in all of their matches lately. Matt gets it, the hot tag, comes in, fires up, does his little melee, you know, kick, super kick, uh, 360 kick, knee up in the corner, clothesline, clothesline bulldog. Does it in every match. I mean, that's... I mean, if you look at every big single superstar over the past X amount of years, it's the same with them too. No, it, I, I, you're right. I'm, I'm, yes, it is that way. But their matches, especially, it's almost been like every match is the same. Mm-hmm. It's that. It's Melter Driver. It's you know the the the. Dropkick Senton Tombstone. They've done that, I think, in the last three matches. Mm-hmm. They go for the Meltzer driver, and then somebody pulls yeah him off the apron to where they can't he can't jump up and you know yeah hit it yep yeah. I mean, I think that they're incredibly talented. I think that you know yeah, all of that. But I kind of feel like they've just been phoning it phoning it in, and it it's. It's evident with the effort they put in. I mean, you watch a New Japan match and with them in it, and it doesn't seem like they're doing stuff like that. I mean, yes, they go through their their shit, right? They get their shit in, mm-hmm. but the effort is there, and maybe that's the difference. Or maybe it could be with the people that they're working with. Maybe you know, working with. Private party well, and yeah, which technically they're still kind of like a, a green tag team. Yeah. So I mean that could possibly have something to do with it. Also, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah like we said before there's different factors that could go into stuff like that. You know, we're never gonna really know for sure. But I mean, we could just give our opinions. But I mean, yeah. Yeah. Good point. Uh, what else? Oh, we, uh, the cleaner, Kenny Omega. Yeah, his entrance was longer than his match. It was. But that's okay. I mean, I spent plenty of time on a recent episode talking about how Sunny Kiss is terrible. Um, listen, like I said, appreciate the gimmick, appreciate all of that. 
Love it. Love that AEW is all inclusive. But he is not good. And Kenny Omega shouldn't have a, as you would put it, 20-minute match uh, right. with him for no reason. No, originally that was supposed to be Joey Janela in that match. That's right. Do you think if that was Janela in that match, it would have the same outcome? See, I honestly, I thought about that. I was like, I feel like this wouldn't have happened if it was Janela. I kind of think it would have for the fact that they really played up that played up Kenny's entrance and like the ring introduction that Justin Roberts gave him. Oh my God. Yeah. What did you think about that? uh, I mean, I see what they're doing. That was cringy. I understand why they're doing it, but it just kind of came off as kind of lame. I guess. Super lame. It was super lame. lame, especially, I mean, I I did appreciate the fact that he was like, he once performed in North Carolina. I thought yeah, that I was funny. I didn't get that. I didn't get that. What? Did I miss something? Was that just over my head or what? Um, I think it was, it was a, an effort. I think, I think the joke was, I have all of these accolades and having that in there was, Oh, just like to top it off. I know I'm attempting in a, to, in to a joking way. Yeah. Like joking, but non-joking. Like, like, Oh great. That's, I need, that's awesome. I need, I need all the accolades I can get type of and, thing. You know, you know, I really want to put, put it over. And by adding this little tidbit that I once wrestled in North Carolina is just going to really, it's really just going to set it off and make it everything worthwhile. Now, there may be something on a being the, hey. That's fantastic. There may be something on a being the elite episode about it that I have no idea, but I'm just saying. To me, it came off as like. You know, let's say let's say it's a real fight, and someone's mm-hmm. like, "Okay, uh, you like a real MMA fight? All right, mm-hmm. you know, I got to do your intros. What do you need me to say? You know, what can I say about you?" And be like, um, "You know, here's all my accolades or whatever. You know, I need people to fear me and intimidate. You know, be intimidated by me. Um, so here here's everything. I need you to say everything. You know, and it's like mm-hmm. you don't really have a lot of accolades, but I need people to think that I do." You know what I mean? That's kind of how it came off to me. Yeah. Well, obviously, he's taken his character in a different direction. Right. Right now. Like I said, it's obvious with the entrance and just even the more cockiness in Kenny after the match. Yep. Adam yeah. Page and Cole Cabana was a good match. I enjoyed that. Yep, very solid. I, I mean, it's obvious that they're going towards Page and Hangman in the finals. Right. right. I, I said Page and Hangman. I meant Page and Omega. Right. Yeah. <laughs> in the finals. You even yeah. you threw it over my head too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Totally. They're obviously so doing that. Yeah. Um. No, solid match between the two. Um, Jungle Bo- <clears throat> excuse me, Jungle Boy and Wardlow. Yeah, which was great, and I got to give that those props to Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. Because nothing against Wardlow, 
I just think Wardlow's green. And yeah, I yeah. feel like Jungle Boy made that match. Like I feel like Jungle well, Boy. I feel like they were like, all right, uh, Jungle Boy Wardlow. We got Wardlow up. You guys are going fifteen. Mm-hmm. Put it together, and and Jungle Boy was like, awesome. All right, I'm putting you over. You're a big guy. I'm a small guy. We've got to put over your strength. Here's how we're going to do it. I mean, that's just that's basic. But especially when you have two people like that, one guy who's you know jacked, and then you've got Jungle Boy who's you know athletic, but you know he's not jacked. He's a smaller guy. So, I mean, yeah, but dude, honestly, humility can sometimes be hard to come by in pro wrestling. Especially if you're on TV, you know. But that's but that's also the mark of a great wrestler. Totally. Knowing what you, knowing what you bring and what to do in a certain match, and to do in a match in that situation or against that type of person. Totally. That's exactly that where I'm going. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I've I'm a big fan of Jungle Boy. Um, I was. I, I was skeptical of him when I, when the only thing I knew about him was that he was uh, Luke Perry's son. Mm-hmm. That was I was like, oh, this is, you know, they're just trying to get uh, clicks because of who he is. And then I mm-hmm. saw him, I was like, this kid is legit. So yeah, continue. Hats off to him because he is awesome, and I am looking forward to the day when it is. A mid card division of Jungle Boy, Darby Allen, Ricky Starks, Orange Cassidy. You know, like that. That little group right there is is I think will forever be vying for the not forever because eventually they got to graduate, <laughs> but like vying for the TNT title. Yeah. Hmm. Well, is that? We spent almost an hour talking about AEW. Is there anything else that we missed, or? I mean, there was a little, little uh, interview with Cody, which was interesting. Like, I think I might have I might have missed that. Break that down for me, real quick. Uh, Dasha caught up with him, and was mm-hmm. like, "Yo." Hey, what up? Cody! <laughs> what up? What up, Fran? Hey, fam. Um, but now she was like, hey, so you have a, a rematch with Orange Cassidy. What do you think about that? And he was like, yeah, you know, it makes sense. Um, I had a feeling AEW would be pushing for that. I'm just a little surprised that it's so soon. And I was like, what the? Motherfucker, you're an EVP. Like, you know they're pushing for it. Like, that... Later, that- how he ended the promo was okay. Keep going. How he ended the promo, and, and there's more, and I'll unpack the rest. But how he okay. ended the promo was, you know, I'm looking forward to watching this tournament for the world title, and I'm going to go be an EVP and check it out. How do you start out with not knowing how shit gets booked, and end it with I know how shit gets booked? It just the promo was a mess. It didn't make any fucking sense to me, and then. He was like, uh, yeah, uh, champion's advantage, so um, it should be a good match. And then Dasha's next question was, you've put on 14 pounds of muscle. Any reason why 
And he's like, oh, well, you know, this is kind of a lightweight uh, 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 promotion. And we've got a lot of heavyweights like Archer and Wardlow and um, Brody Lee. And not to give... Fuck, what's his name? What's the announcer's name again? Excalibur? Nope. Nope. Ring announcer. Oh, Justin Roberts. There you go. Not to give Justin Roberts another thing to say about me, but I'm basically AEW's giant killer. And whatever. And then it ended. You know, and then he said what he said. But in my head, I was like, okay, so the way that this came off to me sounds like that we're right, that he is going to do the whole, um, I'm super into myself. I'm super full of myself. Like, look how successful I am. His ring announcing is going to be over the top. Like, the Prince of Pro Wrestling, AEW's giant killer, you know, so on and so forth. And it's going to be all all of this stuff. And he's going to get all caught up in it. And he's going to end up... Um, leaving all of his family and his friends and because of it. And I don't know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of rambling now, but that promo, I was just like, what is happening here? So you were basically upset that because he's an EVP, he wasn't aware of the booking situation on the show. Yes. That's part of the reason, right? Uh, based on his, yes. Based on how he talked. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in your mind, like, that that doesn't make any sense at all, right? Right. As far as, like, an, what an EVP should know on the show that he's an EVP of, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. But you're okay with a fucking dance number? Yes, because <laughs> yeah. it made sense according to the story. What? It makes sense. How does it not? If you and I were... If I was asking you to join my my fucking group, yeah. First of all, I'd say no, because it sounds like you're a bunch of anti singing and dancing motherfuckers, and I don't want to be a part of that. Well, we need to have a steak dinner first to sit I down and talk and about this. So, if I'm trying to court you into my group, the way I'm going to do it are we, are we gonna are we gonna do a song and dance together? Sounds good so far. <laughs> what else you got? Listen, I'm high maintenance. If you're trying you're to court me, you're a song and dance man. You're a song and dance man. <laughs> you're trying to court me. Hey, listen, steak dinner. You're that's fine just with the beginning. You're, you're fine with an EVP not knowing what his show is. What's going to be on his show? Yes. Like, you're not. You're not fine with that. That doesn't make sense. No, to you? that doesn't make sense. The song and dance makes sense. No, it doesn't. How does it not make sense? You're telling me that they. That they purposely had like all those dancers in the background the entire time, dude. Like I said, where did the music come from? Any musical ever? Where did the music come from? Any musical ever? You okay? Watch the Newsies. You got all these kids that are pouring down on their luck, and they just got the energy to just coordinate a a dance, sing. That's a musical. That's just fucking pro wrestling. No. Yes. No. It's all a show. It's a show trying to portray something as a real sport. Not. (laughs) 
You ever seen West Side Story? Yes. What was? What were they trying to depict? Two gangs fighting. Dude, here's a serious thing, and all these motherfuckers know how to sing and dance. That's not believable. I can't watch this. That's a movie, though. This is. That's a movie. This is a. It's a movie. Boneyard match. <laughs> Boner yard match. <laughs> I you get so hung up. I don't know why you're so hung up on this. Because you got half of the show depicting stuff that is serious and makes sense and that people are taken seriously. And then you've got you got pro wrestling's version of West Side Story happening on the other half of the show. Uh, I think you're overreacting. Yeah. I think you're underreacting. You you know what? Roll the tape back. And listen, if I had the patience and the sobriety, I would... In the tape in front of me right now? I would go back to our old episodes <laughs> where you said verbatim, anytime Maxwell Jacob Friedman has a mic in his hand, I'm interested. Yeah. When he was taking himself as like an actual, taking himself seriously as an actual wrestler and, you know, not, yeah. I just don't get it. It just shows he's not taking it seriously. It just shows the both of them aren't taking it seriously. Okay. Let's say, let's say. For <laughs> let's just say you're right, and let's say okay. I'm on your team, right? Okay, and I'm like, okay. yeah, you're right, you're stupid. Okay, this is all COVID's fault, you know that, right? No, it's Vince McMahon's fault. Oh, okay, it starts with him. Yes, you're right, but this it is definitely COVID's McMahon. fault. Like, I've been. Did you say COVID or Hulk Hogan? COVID. Oh, I thought you said Hulk Hogan. Him too. Fuck it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> COVID has taken fans out of the arena, so it's 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 eliminated that immediate feedback that pro wrestling has always thrived upon. Mm-hmm. You know, at some point, there would have been a cue along the way from the fans saying, I don't like this. Don't do this. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. And they would have either avoided it or went full throttle into it. Either way. But we okay. would have known going into it, you know, yay or nay, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the same with a lot of things. And that's WWE included. Now, well, maybe not WWE included because Vince is going to do whatever the fuck he wants anyway. But yeah, for the most part, when it comes to pro wrestling... COVID has kind of taken away that instant feedback to where you can know, okay, this is working or, oh, this is not. So they are going to push the envelope a little bit further than maybe what they would because they don't know. No, I agree. I agree with that. I think we've actually talked about that before. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's great. Um, Well, can we talk about Raw now? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Raw. Go for okay. it. Okay. Well, Raw happened. So. And, uh. All right. So I actually thought Raw was a good show. Do you agree? It was a decent show. I, I, there, there were some hiccups in it. Guess what? You know? Guess what? Raw didn't have a song and dance. Singing routine? and no. dancing. They had singing. Who sung? Elias. Oh right. Which actually makes sense because they advertise it as a concert. By the way, that was that was decent. It was okay. Yeah, yeah, I didn't mind it. It was all right. Yeah. I, mean, I don't. I don't. His lyrics aren't very strong, but I mean, musically, it sounds good. He also wasn't playing the guitar, but <laughs> no, yeah. Um, he has an album coming out next Monday. Sure does. You gonna buy it? Uh, I'm gonna listen to it on Spotify. There you go. Yeah, I'll check it out and we'll give it. We'll give it a review next week. There you go. YouTube. Awesome. Yeah. Um. So we had like uh what it begun it began with Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss. Yeah. You know. Which we've said we're we uh we like the presentation of that. Totally. Yeah. Um well, and then Retribution came out. They sure did. Yep, they came out strong. Yep. Uh Basically, it looked like they were going to try to attack Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss. Yep. That was their plan, but uh, Bray Wyatt did the lights out, disappear kind of thing, and then the Hurt Business came out. Yep. And they ended up having a match. <laughs> right. Guess who won that match? The Hurt Business. Guess how they won that match? I guess I don't remember. Oh, right. Oh, no. Fucking full Nelson. Yep. Sorry. It's not the fact that it's a full Nelson. Oh, no. That's definitely like, the fact. You know, it's okay. It's part of it, but it's the aftermath of all that. So, yeah, the, um, Retribu Retribution loses, loses that match um, because of a full Nelson. Yeah. And then Bray Wyatt comes back out after that match and lays everybody out. Lays everybody out. Yeah. So this group so, that you so have is been retribution building, even a fucking threat anymore? Is that is that what exactly you're going? <laughs> exactly exactly? Totally. What is the point? What is the point of retribution right. anymore? Y'all lost, and you got your shit stomped afterwards. Yeah. So who who cares? You're not a threat. Don't Do you care. care? I, uh, I I mean, yes, because Ali's involved. Otherwise, no. I yeah, I don't. Just the whole booking of retribution has been just horrible. To terrible, hundred percent terrible. Yeah, they're not a threat anymore. No, they're not. And like I get it, Ali didn't take the pin. You know, let's keep Ali looking he's strong. Still, he's a he's a part of that group, though. Well, ex exactly. 
he speaks for everybody in that group. Right. So why are you speaking for a bunch of people that just got their ass kicked? And why do you have like a tough guy promo afterwards? I mean, the promo was good. The promo was great. Yeah. Had they won. <laughs> but they didn't win. <laughs> but they didn't win. So it's like, why he's am I a promo? By he's got a promo like they won. Uh, I went and found these big tough guys to tap out to full Nelsons. <laughs> I mean, it, like no one's intimidated. You got y'all lost. Pack it up. Pack it up. Get out of here. Yeah. Get on out of here. <laughs> yeah. Why are you still in gear? <laughs> you don't have a. You don't have a match. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, like I said, overall, I thought the presentation of Raw was good. Um, booking probably didn't make sense. Uh, no. AJ versus Matt Riddle was legit. That was a good-ass match for Monday Night Raw. That was really good, yeah. And uh, uh, adding the bodyguard yep. for AJ Styles is like a new adds like a new dimension to him. So, yep. So... That'll be interesting to see how that is utilized going forward with AJ Styles. Yeah, um, my understanding is it's it's uh, planting the seed for retribution. Planting the seed for retribution. He has a bodyguard, so that way, in case there are uh, sneak attacks from random groups, a la retribution, he's prepared. Well, he shouldn't be that prepared. I'm sure he's going to be able to get rid of him pretty fucking easily. <laughs> yeah. Just a half Nelson probably would work. Yeah, you know. I don't know. Maybe an eighth Nelson. <laughs> Just so he doesn't have to strain, you know. Yeah. I'm with you. But yeah. that's kind of how it was. I don't know. Whatever. Um, anything else on Raw that stood out? Randy Orton gave a good promo. At the end. Sure, yeah, yeah. I I like how Raw ended. It was kind of like how WCW used to end. I didn't like how it ended. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Strike that. Yep. Who cares, no, I mean, Monty? No one's listening. No, he gave a good promo, but, I mean, the placement of the bolt cutters was kind of odd. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, front row LCD screen. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I imagine like an LCD screen with like robotic arms. Yeah. That just raises up and has the bolt cutter. cutter <laughs> yeah. And just hands it to Drew. Thank acid stick 420. 69 at Hotmail. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. Thanks Johnny Five. <laughs> Nova. Uh, so, yeah, he... Found a pair of bolt cutters behind the barricade. Yeah, because he knew. You know, oh, he knew. Yeah. yeah, he knew for sure. Yeah. He knew exactly what he was doing. What was if? All right, Dylan. What if instead of grabbing the bolt cutters, he, he broke breaks out, out into, into a song. dance routine? Yeah. Would that make it better? <laughs> if only I had bolt cutters right now. Uh, so yeah, Drew cuts open the door, and. Yeah, he walks inside, and you know Randy Orton has a chair in the ring. He's trying, he's going to defend himself. Drew yeah. slams the door, yeah. and then he's like, "I'm gonna kick your ass, you know, your ass is mine." And then yeah. the show's over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't show exactly what happened. <laughs> Dude, as soon as that happened, I thought to myself, "So are they still in there? Like, they're 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 fighting now. 
Like, yeah. Come Hell in a Cell. Because Hell in a Cell is this weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's this weekend. Yeah, so (laughs) it's just going to start, and they're going to be exhausted on the inside. Just both bloody, but like, so because they'll be bloody, it'll be black and white. But, yeah, they'll just have been in there for a week. Yeah, so that's a little weird. Yeah. (laughs) Weird weird way to end it. But it's a total WCW way to end. Remember how they used to do that? Like, It'd be like a big brawl, and Tony Schiavone be like, "Ah, we're out of time. We gotta go." Right. We'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah. Ah, I can't believe what's going on. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, weird. Speaking of um, <laughs> cutting things off too quickly. Yeah. Spe- speaking of <laughs> endings of shows. Uh, yeah. Pat McAfee returns to NXT. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, let's talk about NXT. So, tag match for the NXT Tag Team Champions Championship: Lorkin and Birch against uh, Breezango. Yeah, and Birch and Lorkin win. Thanks to Pat McAfee. Thanks to Pat McAfee. In a surprise move, because I thought he was gone. I thought he was, he was coming too. back. Yep. Yeah, because you know. Celebrities or athletes of that nature that get into pro wrestling, they usually don't stick around very long. McAfee loves pro wrestling. He's under contract WWE. Um, and he's damn good. I mean, the dude is good. Like, no, he is good. He's he's really good. Yeah, surprisingly. So I'm interested to see where this goes. Um, obviously, he has a, a a thing with Adam Cole and Undisputed Era, and that's the whole reason why we are where we are. And why Undisputed mm-hmm. Era wasn't challenging for the titles. But why did he help Oni and Lorkin, though? Yeah, why did he screw over Brizongo? I don't, I don't know. And will Finn Balor come into play? If his jaw heals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. good point. I mean, geez. B- yeah, anyway. BGs. Um, BGs. BGs. Jive talking. Staying alive. Jive talking. <laughs> I like I like staying alive. Um, I like nights on Broadway. I don't even know if I know that. You know what? Have you're you not allowed that? to even mention Broadway <laughs> based on all the freaking smearing you've doing <laughs> been doing of musicals. Oh, you don't like I like musicals. Hey, Dylan, what do you do in your spare time? Oh, I just went and rented cats. Me and, <laughs> me and my friends will go to watch cats. Come on, I don't have any friends to watch cats with. So. <laughs> I have no cats. Yeah. <laughs> I hate cats. <laughs> I'm a dog person, so. Who's that, who's that, um, who's that late night talk show host? Which one? The There's does. a couple of them. Carpool so karaoke. Uh, James Gordon? Yeah, James Corden. Yeah, he was in Frickin' Corden, Cats. Yeah. Was he? Yeah. <laughs> he was the cat. <sighs> I, I don't know. Good for him, I guess. Oh, that's all. My name's Dylan, and I love musicals, but you better not put them in my wrestling. <laughs> that's how you sound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who doing? Have you ever seen West Side Story? 
You know what that's about, right? Yeah. Music. Yeah. yeah. Fiddler on the Roof, you've seen that too, right? It's basically the same thing as pro wrestling. It is. You know, the music video for Beat It. Dude. That was a fight. There was a fight going on in that. You're stretching now. What am I stretching? That's a... F- <laughs> You're fucking stretch Armstrong, stretching uh, arms out, trying to reach for something. Uh, I just, there's so much displaced hate for no reason. I feel like you're mad about something else. Dylan, there's so much acceptance on your end. Is there something some you need reason? to talk, talk to me about? You're upset about something, and I feel like it's not Chris Jericho and MJF. <laughs> you just, it's, you're... <sighs> Actually, yeah, there is something I would really like to talk to you about. I knew it. I'm glad we, we finally got to this point in the podcast. Oh, man. That, you know, Took two I seasons. Like I can finally open up and really, really express how I feel. Let's hear it. I don't want musicals in pro wrestling. You have a Twitch channel that you want to promote. I knew it. And it's where you do musicals. You do want musicals. No, I don't. I don't think this is going to be a constant thing. Uh, I don't know. Those floodgates might have just been open last night. Listen, based on your disdain for it, I hope it happens every week. I hope it does, too, and I hope you get sick of it until you get to the point where I'm at right now. I hope Brock Lesnar... Not another dance routine! No! (laughs) I hope Brock Lesnar joins AEW and does a... (laughs) A song and dance routine <laughs> with Chris Jericho. Uh, I would think it's totally stupid, but I would watch it. Yeah. Just to see Brock Lesnar dancing. He gets like, his air boombox back out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what'd yeah. you think of that? Well, it wasn't. It was just like a two-second thing because he was, in a way, he was mocking whoever that was, MVP that was coming out, right? I don't know. Yeah. Beast in the bank. Based on the bank? What? What did you say? Beast in the bank. Oh, I thought you said based on the bank. I'm like, based on the bank off of what? There was some show on Hulu that the wife was watching. It was like top top of the sh- Top of the lake or something? I don't know. She said <laughs> I was in the, the other. I was like in the kitchen when she was saying she's like, oh, we're top of the lake. I was like, tacos on the lake. So. <laughs> Anytime she talked about it, I would always obnoxiously refer to it as tacos on the lake. It got the reaction. Are you watching that you tacos on the lake again? <laughs> right. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, lots of wrestling. Uh, <laughs> lots of lots of wrestling and happening. All right, so we've got Bound for Glory, Impact Wrestling this weekend. Uh huh. We've got Hell in a Cell, or as I like to call it, Heck in a Sec. Heck in a Sec. Um, 
And then Halloween Havoc next week. Oh, yeah, that's right. Halloween Havoc. Spin the wheel, make a deal. Spin it. Make it. Do it. Deal it. Cut it. We'll have a lot of stuff to talk about next week. Dude, so freaking much. Any highlights that you're anticipating? For next week? Yep. Um, Not that I know of right now. <laughs> well, I tell you, listeners are on the edge of their seats after that one. My goodness. Well, I'm ending this like just just like Raw ended. So. <laughs> <laughs> so should I just fade it out as and we're still talking? People are like, oh, they're still what? They're still talking? I'll do it for her. yeah. Just so we fade out the episode. There's a a fade in and fade out feature I can use. You don't have to. Yeah, I know, but. Just giving a preview mm. of what it might sound like. Okay. Are you telling me you have nothing else you want to talk about? Um, Last Boy Scout. <sighs> Fifth Element. No, not Last Boy Scout. Multipass. Now you're just naming off Bruce, Bruce Willis movies. Training what? Day. Training, training wheels. <laughs> uh, I don't think I have anything else I want to talk about. Didn't isn't Bruce Willis the actor that has like a movie? He's in a movie with every number of the alphabet, like Fifth Element, Twelve Monkeys. Every, every number of the alphabet. What? Whoops. Let's start that over. <laughs> Doesn't he have like, <laughs> like every number of the numbers? <laughs> He's of, got of the, the numbers num- covered. Of that number bet? Yeah. What's that one well, where he's like 12, 13 blocks? 13 blocks? What's the name of that movie? Something about blocks. <laughs> 12 blocks? Twenty kids on the blocks? 20 blocks. 20 blocks? How many blocks did they go? Him and most deaf? 15 high. I don't know. I can't think of it. Let's see. He's got the fifth element. Fifth element. 12 monkeys. Six cents. Six cents. No, he wasn't in 12 monkeys. What? Hell yeah, he was. Or what was that other one with Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt? Seven. Seven. Okay. Okay. That's where I got it confused at. Yeah. There's too many numbers. I know. Okay. You ready for this? Okay. Fifth element. Six cents, yep. twelve monkeys, whole yep. nine yards. Whole oh my, why? <laughs> yep. Oh my god! Why didn't we think of that? Whole ten yards. Catch forty-four, wow. sixteen blocks, oceans 16. twelve. Mm-hmm. Loaded weapon one. <laughs> I don't know why that's in there. <laughs> <laughs> the first deadly sin, nineteen eighty. Four rooms. Lucky number eleven. Yep. Uh, I guess that's it. So that's oh, did I say the first deadly sin? Yeah, I did. So, mm-hmm. so look who's talking two. So yep, eleven right. two. So I said that like that's a number. Seven eleven, two. <laughs> one four six twelve sixteen forty four. 10, 9, 5, I feel like an, 6. I feel like an idiot for not 
naming the whole nine yards. I know, same. That was such a big movie when we were younger. Yeah. yeah. That's well, it. There's your, there's your Bruce Willis minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's our new segment that we do every week. Bruce Willis movies. <laughs> Anything you'd like to add? Yes. Or, okay. We will no add longer away. be doing Kevin Bacon movies. When did we start doing Kevin Bacon movies? I don't, I don't know. And now? Oh. And now we're ending it? I don't think we did. <laughs> Well, if we did, we're ending it right now. Done. Yep. No more of See it. it. Bacon. Nobody's aching for bacon anymore. <laughs> yeah. People are either crazy for Swayze. Or aching for bacon. Yeah. No bacon on this show anymore. <laughs> we're cutting the fat out of that. That's right. Yeah. Or wacko for flacco. You know what I listened to the other day? Oh, no. No. Uh... The SNM two album by Metallica. It's a good one. No, the one that was released what not too long a couple months ago. Okay, then uh, I'm not aware of it. Yeah, it's it's basically SNM two. Okay. Is it is it good? It was all right. They had a couple different songs on there. Oh, I'm really that, glad that, that wasn't on the that wasn't on the first album. I mean, pretty much like all the songs kind of sound the same. As far as like the uh, symphony orchestral accompanying them, got it. So, uh, but they had like a couple different songs they added in there, like uh, "Moth in the Flame." Ooh, nice. Uh, the day that never comes. See, see, I like that and "Death Mag- Magnetic" as a whole. And I said that to you, and you were like, "Meh, Death Magnetic, meh." Well, I think the production kind of sucks on it a little bit. It sounds it sounds fuzzy to me, I guess. Is it your Just speakers? Like, no, it's not the speakers. Is it your headphones? It's, no, it's the album. <sighs> Is it it's the your program. vinyl? No, I don't have it on vinyl. Ah! No, I'm just saying like the production sounds a little a little fuzzy. It's a loud hmm. album too. I like Death Magnetic. I um No, I like it. I do, but I'm just saying the production's a little weird on it. And that's a Rick Rubin produced album too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, you I know think, what I think uh, it's missing? What? A dance routine? A dance routine duet. James Hetfield, Dave Mustaine together again. Dance off. We are back together to record another song together. I just made that up, that up off the top of my head. I love so, it. Yeah, you should have just kept going. We turn no, this because I'm turn this into a video podcast. Is this podcast, podcast going to turn into a fucking dance routine? Maybe. Too? Maybe <laughs> this dance routine thing is spreading like a virus. <laughs> <laughs> this is the real pandemic. Yeah. Dancer teams popping up in like all of our entertainment that we consume now. Dance demic. That's not good. Let's not call it that. Okay. At U- at UFC three twenty five, like Ronda Rousey and Conor McGregor. Intergender. <laughs> Intergender dance routine fight. Love it. Hate it. 
refereed by Chris Jericho. Who will be conducting the orchestra at, <laughs> at cage side. <sighs> okay, so... Um, so let me get this straight. <laughs> no. We're on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Twitch. We're even on freaking Discord. Listen, we're everywhere, all right? We're like we're like dance routines, you know? We're spreading. We're spreading we're like dance routines right now. We're spread all over. Spread it on. That's us. Um, so, yeah, if you have your social media platform of preference, we're probably there. At Quick Pain Pod. Just check us out. Follow us. I don't know. Ask us questions. Say, hey, you guys suck, or you guys are great, or hey, I like dance routines, and Dylan's yeah. stupid. What uh, do you guys think of this dance routine? Right. Yeah, maybe that. I don't know. We're not on TikTok, but if we were, maybe there'd be a dance routine. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, we're there. Uh, also, quickpainpod.com. That's your source for all things Quick Pain Pod. In addition to Facebook, uh, we've got our merchandise there. You could go to shop now, uh, or you could just listen to all of our old episodes and again interact with us if you if you wish. But uh, outside of that, we got our buddy uh, Eric over on Twitch, holding it down. Uh, he is our, our our one and only sponsor, our one and only trusted partner. If you are on Twitch, you like to game and you love other people to game, check him out. He is High Times 420. Link in the episode and also on our website. Did that, uh, did I do it? Did I get it? I think you got it. I got it and I did it. Yep. And you done it. Done it good. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're ending this like raw, right? We're just. Yeah, we're going to slowly fade out. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm here now, Randy. That's what I'm going to say to you. I'm here now, Randy. Your ass is mine, Randy. <laughs> you SOB. I've got a chair. You sob. Such a weird ending. It, hey, you're sob. That's all I know. A sob. Diddle-loop. Diddle-loop. Dance routine. <laughs> no, we're still dancing. Oh, we're still dancing? Okay. Dancing in the 